0: Welcome to our reread of Eddard 3 in A Game of Thrones. I'm Kama, and you can find me at Oxford Splice on Twitter. And today I'm joined uh, by Lot.
1: Hi, I'm Lot, Lady of Tarth, hyphen, post. Um, You can, wait, Lady of Tarth, hyphen, post on Tumblr, at the Lady of Tarth on Tumblr. No, Twitter.
2: Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) I hate this. (laughs) Sorry. And Chicky. Hi, I am Chicky. I'm at the Chikrin on Twitter. And it gives me particular pleasure to announce that
0: Devin is now not an occasional gent, but a regular gent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> makes him sound like it, he was sounds, defective or something. <laughs> he's like, what? <laughs> well, he's now a regular and we're really playing. <laughs>
3: I have a terrible cough, so I'm trying to laugh. Oh. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Well, um, you should Workin know your your voice yeah, is quite this is pop. Devin. okay.
3: <laughs> GD Harpo on uh, uh, Twitter.
1: Maybe I'll save the compliments for the voice another time.
3: <laughs> okay. <sighs> okay. I'm
1: better.
0: Uh, okay. Well, I'm I'm getting over a cold, so we're we're a little healthy bunch right Me now. Too. Um. Yeah. A uh, usual trigger warning for rape and violence and I would say cruelty to animals um, for this one. Um, also, um, if you're just joining us, we spoil everything books and show. Um, and I'd like to say a special hello to everyone from what appears to be the plague times. I hope everyone is COVID free. And if not, I hope you're recovering soon. And stay at home, people. Okay. Uh, so this chapter it basically it turns out Arya has been missing for four days, which I did not remember. Um, she's been found um, to Ned's great relief, but unfortunately the Lannisters have found out that she's been found, and now she's been dragged before uh, Robert. And Ned is really unhappy about this and asks them to bring Sansa as well because he wants like a secondary, I guess, witness. Um, they are in the latter half of the road trip from hell, and they are currently at Sir Raymond Derry's castle. And it just seems like it's a really bad time. I mean, this is like, everybody's miserable. This whole thing with the wolf has been going on. And to make it all worse, um, Sir Raymond Derry uh, apparently sided with Rhaegar. And no one has reached any kind of closure about the whole thing. Everyone's
2: real tense.
1: I mean, yeah. Could you imagine like putting up somebody in your home that you fucking hate?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this was clearly unexpected too, because they, they clearly weren't planning to stop there. And if they were, they weren't planning on staying for this long.
0: Yeah. Um, well, and
2: we know from Catlin how much trouble it is to entertain this crowd. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, so uh, by the time Ned gets there, Arya sees him and is bursts out crying and he's trying to comfort her. She hasn't eaten anything, but it's apparently some random berries. No one's fed her.
1: Can I just say, like, I cannot, like, I, my heart, like, just ached for Ned so much in this. Like, I lost my kid once in Ikea for about 15 minutes. <laughs> it was a fucking nightmare. I cannot imagine what Ned went through, like with this this is three days this is a parent's four. worst nightmare four. she's four been days. gone for four yeah. days yeah,
0: four
3: i days. always forget that it was that long like i never seem to remember that she was lost for four days
1: he had to be that, have been that is wreck.
3: such a long time
1: um
0: so he's upset everyone's upset and, and pissed it sounds like um Ned is pissed because his daughter was literally dragged before Robert. Cersei's raging because of her precious Joffrey, the soci- sociopath, psychopath, has been hurt. Sounds like everyone except for Jamie and the Hound are there, which is probably not a bad thing. Um, can, I,
1: can I say, though, like, okay, yeah, Cersei's a villain. Yes, she's horrible. But, I mean, her son was bitten by a wolf, like... It's, I feel like this
0: is not the first time these things have probably happened with Joffrey.
1: Being bitten and, by a dire wolf?
0: <laughs> no, but I mean, like, you know, this kind of stuff. I mean, he's, for God's sakes, he's ripping apart cats at one point. I mean,
1: yeah, I know at a certain that.
0: point, don't it's... you know that there's something wrong with your kid?
2: I just keep thinking about how Jamie will eventually tell us that, like, a night or two before this, Cersei's, like, drinking and, like, raging and trying to get Jamie to kill Arya over it so it's like hard to have a lot of compassion for her because (laughs) her reaction is so out of like whack with what happens
3: I mean also fuck Joffrey
2: yeah
1: (laughs) I tried (laughs) (laughs) it's about as much effort as I'm gonna put into it too
2: (laughs) well it's like he's not that badly hurt we know he's not that badly hurt well, and he's even got his bandages are made of silk for god's sakes
0: he, i mean maybe it's because right prince. now we're living in a reality where hospitals are literally oh, relying really on people to sew masks <sighs> for them but i'm like you know i have no yeah, patience when is for this one being
1: posted anyway i have wise. a feeling
0: we'll still be in the darkest timeline i don't think that's going to change yeah. anyhow if you're listening we are worse, right though. now in the middle of you know the thing um Anyhow, Arya tells her side of the story and Renly I gotta say Renly seems to be enjoying, he's the only person who seems to be enjoying himself um, and when he finds out how Arya tossed Joffrey's sword in the river he kind of loses it um, and I think has to
2: be called from. He's the really room.
1: not helping at all. No, he's only. not. <laughs> but I, I can't
0: say that I blame him. I mean, what? I love
2: what? how Joffrey's uncles are the ones who really just stick it to him all the time with his stupidity.
1: That's well, kind she's of their like, job. what, eight years?
2: uh Wait, how old is he? He's like 14? 15? He's like, like 12, I think, at this yeah, point.
0: Yeah, but still, I mean, that she could do that. I'm assuming he's been trained in stuff. But anyhow, um, Joffrey tells his story and his story is that Arya and uh, Micah beat him with clubs at some point, sticking Nymeria onto him. So there's all that.
1: Okay. So like, again, just like if I was the parent of the child that is yes, horrible still, that would, I, I can't blame Cersei for being that upset if that's the story she's getting and she believes her son.
2: I think it's more like with why no would you evidence. believe joffrey with no wounds
3: or anything yeah like yeah. why believe him like i mean he has the bite but like if he was beaten with clubs come on yeah. <laughs> he, he would be- I mean,
1: there would have been other <laughs> kinds
3: of, like like losers? some kind of disfigured at something like uh, yeah
1: yeah i guess he should have thought that out better and like beat himself with a club <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, the I'm just going to throw this out there. Don't parents of kids know that sometimes they exaggerate with, like, injuries and things like this? I mean, don't you kind of take a little grain of salt when you hear these stories? Oh,
1: yeah. I'm totally a rub some dirt in it kind of mom. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. So
0: Ned calls Sansa to come and tell the truth. And I'm not I'm unclear if, if like Sansa got all dressed up for this or if someone else got her all dressed up for this. I can't remember if Cersei got to her at some point. But Sansa is also upset. And instead of telling the truth, she says she doesn't remember. And then in true sibling fashion... Arya leaps at her and they start fighting. She's screaming liar, liar. They have to be kind of separated. Um, Cersei is ready for blood. I mean, and Robert for like a brief moment, I really think like I can respect him for part of this, which is okay. You take your kid. I'm taking my kid. You know, we're, we're done, right?
1: Yeah. I had like a uh, comment off the subreddit too from Aruna22. And they say, that was far harder to read than I remember. The only thing that made me smile was Renly. I know there's a lot of Sansa hate and people blame her for Lady's death, but I don't see it. The poor 13-year-old is frightened to death and trying to stay neutral. And before anyone has a chance to get her to actually talk... Arya attacks her, which I get. I've got two sisters and we fought over far less important things. And people just move on and forget her. If anything, I don't get how Ned handles it. If he knows Sansa's side and hasn't he why hasn't he tried to get Bobby to hear it before? I get he is looking for Arya, but he had time to listen to Sansa before, so he should have sent her to Bobby instead of putting her in the spot like this. That's a good point. <laughs> Um, also, once again, I'm surprisingly agreeing with Bobby. He's the most reasonable character in the chapter. Children fight, you deal with your daughter, I deal with my son. I used to hate the man, but he makes more sense every time. But then Cersei has to open her mouth. Do you think she's planning on killing Lady, even if they had found Nymeria? Um, also, how do you think the story would have gone if they hadn't? Anyway, there's a lot to talk about here, but... <clears throat> um, I, what do you think? I mean, like, I think she's... Kind of in
0: the moment right now. I don't know if she had a master plan to kill Lady. No. That, I mean, that feels Cersei like Cersei really
2: has master plan.
0: <laughs> yeah, that feels like that's very much like, oh, okay, fine. We can't get that wolf, I'm getting this wolf. Yeah.
2: I think with Cersei, Cersei's like literal dander is up. She's insulted by the fact that this is going on and she already hates Ned. Um, and so I think you know, this is just like a pride thing with her. This has turned into a fight that she needs to win, and so she needs to punish him somehow. And so she's just kind of grasping at straws, I think, when she does the lady thing. I doubt she had it pre planned, she just doesn't think
1: it feels like well. she thought of like in the moment, and she's like, Oh, this will be clever, this will get them. Like, I didn't, and it was, yeah, like, you
2: know, I mean, I have no doubt happening? she wanted Nymeria killed. I mean, she had the nerve, she was asking Arya. She, she, sorry, she was asking Robert to cut off Arya's hand. Like, yeah, she, she's been trying to get a really vindictive uh, response to this whole thing. So, I mean, I think it's just like a last resort. Well, I have to draw some blood from somewhere.
0: Yeah, I think her whole Corella Deville thing is like a backup plan that she's thinking of. Like yeah, that. I don't think it's even a plan. I think that's just something she's just shooting off the cuff. Yeah. But I, I am like oh. I. I didn't realize it was four days until I'm reading it. And I mean, I would have thought in four days, first of all, when all of this happened, wouldn't the first thing you would do would be talk to the kid who's there about what the hell went
1: down? Yeah. Why are they waiting till this moment to bring Sansa into the.
2: Well, you get the impression Ned doesn't have any thoughts about Sansa lying. So I think Sansa has never told the truth. I think she probably has just let Joffrey's story stand.
3: That's what I was wondering. Was like had had he she talked to anybody about it because we brought up I don't remember what episode it was when we recorded but it was that she was drinking and that I mean could she have really forgotten or misremembered or anything like that due to the fact that they were drinking I think it was a question that came up not that long ago yeah I mean what?
2: you mean Sansa forgetting yeah, Sansa, no like, I, I don't think she forgot
0: she look well I mean, she does do that this thing is thing though is, I mean.
2: I have to say this right now. I love Sansa. I don't want anything bad to happen to Sansa. This is Sansa's yelling at Jon moment. Like, this is not her good moment. You know, I understand standing Sansa and wanting to excuse this. She has a moment to, you know, tell the truth here. And she doesn't for reasons that make sense to her because she understands she's going to marry Joffrey. She understands that contradicting him, you know, here won't go well for her. So she doesn't do the right thing. But the right thing, of course, would have been to tell the truth. Um, and I do think that her losing lady is meant to be like an instant karma for that. I do think that's what George was trying to do. Mm. On the other hand, she is a literal child and kids lie all the time. We just talked about it now. like you yeah. can't trust their stories on anything. <laughs> and like, of course she doesn't deserve to have, you know this terrible thing happened to her. It's just, you know, it's not her finest moment by any stretch, but as far as not fine moments in this series go, this is a pretty mild, not fine moment that gets punished way out of whack.
0: I guess what I'm wondering is, okay, so this all happened. And before, I mean, clearly, yes, you send men off to go find your missing child, but four days is going by. And I would have thought, I mean, I'm not a parent, but, you know after a traumatic thing i'm just questioning why there wasn't immediate questioning of by ned of his daughter what happened what happened to your sister tell me everything i thought
1: he did get the stories and I, I feel like with the way it was written it felt like he had already talked to her no
0: i don't think so it's not real clear i think he I assumes mean, that their stories will will tally But it doesn't sound like he actually knows what happened until Arya tells him.
2: In Ned's defense, you can understand why, given what happened, he's been 100% consumed with finding Arya. Yes. As opposed to maybe getting to the bottom of whatever went on. I'm sure he just assumed, like a normal parent would assume, oh, this is some weird misunderstanding between kids and my kid ran away. You know, I mean, sometimes little kids get it into their head to run away.
1: In the beginning so of the, he's
2: out. yeah,
1: like in the beginning of the chapter when he learns that Arya is being taken straight to the king, he says, um, "Find Sansa and bring her to the audience chamber. Her voice may be needed." I guess to me, am I reading too much into that? Well, I mean, I also
0: think he would have maybe like okay. Let's say there had been a conversation where Sansa had told him whatever the truth. I mean, if if your kid suddenly is claiming you didn't remember, wouldn't you be saying something like, OK, honey, we talked about this and you <laughs> told me that, you know, That's I, as what opposed- I'm saying he,
2: he doesn't think that she's lying, which is probably a thought that he would have if he knew that she was. Mm-hmm. So
0: the other thing I want to say with Sansa, because she does this at multiple times. It seems to be like a psychological, like. Protective thing she does, because later on when she remembers things, of course, It could also be George just not remembering what he wrote. But a couple of times in the books, she'll, like, misremember events. You know?
2: Um, Yeah, but...
1: Yes, I, uh, I, I she know. clearly
2: That's knows she you can not. tell by the way she stammers and demurs that she she, yeah, does she know knows, what happened. she just she doesn't yeah. want to say it she know you know yeah. she has reasons not to want to say it they're they're not good enough, but she does have reasons of course I mean she's a little kid in a terrible position, hauled before the literal king and queen yeah um and you know in in a position to tell the truth and protect her sister, but you know maybe create consequences for herself later right. or you know well, do what and, she and, does. Kids usually do not have the best understanding of consequences.
0: I mean, you know.
3: Yeah, there's no way she's thinking that lady is gonna have to like she's gonna lose lady because of this or anything or even anything close to that.
0: I mean, my friend's kid. Um, wait, wait. Not my friend's kid, but my friend's one of my kid friends. Um, relatives' sons basically went in the basement one day. I mean, probably Sansa's age. And he had an archery kit, and he decided it'd be really cool to set the arrow on fire. Oh, my God. (laughs) And, and, you know, shoot it, and things happened. And there was, you know, and it's like he didn't understand that, you know, first of all, that this is probably not a smart move. And, you know, so right there, there's a demonstration that children are not exactly – great on cause Can I
1: ask now I want to like round table (laughs) what's the dumbest thing you've ever done as a child
0: oh my god so many things
1: god I know chickies
3: (laughs) how much time do we have
1: yeah I I cut a vacuum cord while my mom was vacuuming oh my
3: god oh
2: my
0: god
1: everything went out
0: (laughs) oh my god ran and hid in the closet (laughs) I cut all my brother's hair off we were playing barbershop <laughs> and then I was afraid so I got my dad it was it was back in an era when men like slicked their hair back with um you know that junk I can't remember what it was called pomade um, yeah something like that and then um, during dinner it dr- dried and um, suddenly my mother realized my brother had no bangs
1: <laughs> okay. I just think a dapper Dan when I hear pomade <laughs>
0: But that kind of... Yeah. I don't know. Anyone else?
3: So many things are flooding my mind right now. I can't even <laughs> I think can't, of one for real. Can't There's so one. many.
2: I might have started a minor fire. <laughs> yes!
1: <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> Not doing archery, though, in your basement.
2: <laughs> no, it involved a stubble field and... A three-wheeler.
1: <laughs> oh <my God>. Okay. <laughs> the description. Uh, I don't know why these amuse me. I don't either. It was terrible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, let's see, where were we? Um, so Robert has his, his one shining moment of like actually coming up with a practical solution that makes sense. Except Cersei's like, she, she brings up the wolf. She wants Nymeria killed. She's ready to, like, you know, put a price on the wolf. And then there's some I love that Robert is like, well, you're paying for it if you do that. You know, um, that's not coming out of my coffers. (laughs) And uh, then her solution basically is, well, Nymeria's not here, but they've got another wolf and she wants um, Lady Executed and Robert, who had, I thought, been fairly impressive up until that point, agrees to it. Sansa starts to realize what's happening, and then in a true... I love this moment, though, because she's freaking out, and, like, two minutes ago, she and Aria had been at, like, you know, ripping each other apart, and all of a sudden, they're sisters. Like, you know, it's not Lady's fault. How mm-hmm. dare you? You know, I love that. Um, Ned begs Robert not to do it, and then Robert's not answering, and then asks him at least to do it himself. And of course, Robert's not going to do that. And um, Cersei's all set to have Illin Payne do the deed. And then Ned is like, no. Um, she is of the North. She deserves better than a butcher, is what he says. And he gets ice and he kills Lady.
1: This is such a moment where you really see, like, the stark difference between, <laughs> no, no pun intended, between Robert and Ned, where he's like, you know, at least do it yourself. And Robert just basically turns heel
2: and leaves the room. Yeah. But at the same time, what you're seeing here is Ned's commitment to supposed rule of law and the order of things over perhaps the right thing. And it's kind of foreshadowing, obviously, what will eventually go down. I mean, including ill and pain being involved and everything.
3: Mm-hmm. All right. I, I really like remember the show, like him doing it in the show, because I when, I when I read that he did it with Ice, I was like, oh, good grief. Like, that's a lot. It's um, so, like in the show, he, he just uses a dagger. Um, so that, oh.
2: Well, ice is ridiculous for this job. Why do you need, why do you need yeah, like ice
3: to kill a like, puppy? I don't do understand. That?
0: I I don't. Yeah, it seems like um, yeah, it seems like overkill. That
3: is overkill. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
2: literal overkill.
1: <laughs> um. Uh, so there's some questions around to okay. this, like execution of Lady. Um, Becko Hare asks, how different do you think the story would have been had Sansa kept Lady? Um,
0: Well maybe the bond would have grown stronger because isn't that part of the issue? I mean she lost her wolf.
2: Yeah, she loses her wolf. Uh, it's, it's it's symbolic as well as In George's mind it's clearly symbolic that she loses her wolf. Um so I, you know, it it is a it is a catalyst for I think some of the ways in which Sansa has um a journey to navigate her way back to you know starkness being her number one thing I mean it's a very terrible and dark journey for this little kid um, yeah. and not at all what she deserves despite what oh. those asshole fanboys will try to tell you Ugh,
1: Yeah, she was mean to John sorry <laughs> did <laughs> I do that right <laughs> yeah sounds about right uh wire it wire it also adds, um kind of along the lines that you were saying, Chicky. Um since you did this wonderful episode on symbolism, how would you interpret the fact that Sansa lost her dire wolf when she chose her dream of marrying a knight king above truth in solidarity with her sister? I don't mean this question is Sansa bashing. She's a thirteen year old teen and she's a bit alone to deal with this.
2: I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely, you know, I, we should probably just briefly, because it comes up in this stupid book all the time, talk about the fact that in the original outline, um, Sansa's end is a little darker than I think where George is going now by any stretch. You know, she like marries Joffrey, has Joffrey's baby, and at some point betrays her family. Um, that's clearly not what he's intending to do now. But I think there are remnants of that in this book. You know, the reason a lot of people don't like Sansa is George really wants Sansa to be the the black sheep in a sense of the Stark family and um you know with a shallow read you you might end up there but it doesn't take much just kind of like stepping back and going oh wait wait because he does have her behave very much as you might expect any child in the circumstances that she's in to behave and so you know I think that's why he came around on her. I think he started writing her and he was like, oh, no, this is terrible. I can't make her bad. She's not bad. Hmm.
1: Did we have
0: anything else related to that? To the
1: wolves? Uh, Um, Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I guess we have. Well, we had a question. Uh, this was added on from our Aruna 22's two's question. Um, what was the plan Ned had for the direwolves if you know they went to King's Landing with them? I mean, they would have had to stay on the Godswood, or they would have been, would they have been letting her walk around court? I fear that lady would have ended up dead anyway, Grey Wind style, when Ned was captured. But maybe she would have taken enough Lannister men with her to make a difference. <laughs> I think you're probably right. <laughs> I, I mean, I. I feel like of all the characters,
0: Ned would probably be the most realistic about, no, you're not adopting the baby alligator or whatever. Um, So I have to think he would have maybe had a plan. You know, like the people who get bunnies for Easter and then, you know, don't know what to do with the rabbits when they're full grown. (sighs) I don't see Ned as that kind of a parent. Um, But I don't know how this would have worked out. I mean, I
2: mean. Just from a writer's perspective, don't you get the impression that George figured out that there was nothing for them to do in King's Landing, and that might be that's
3: why this all that's happened? Why they're gone? Yeah, yeah. because otherwise, I, well, I think Lady she would have taken after Sansa and just would have been like a regular dog. I, I would think that's what happened, but not would have killed fifty people within like two days.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> easily.
3: But yeah, I, I, I also don't think Ned. I mean, I think he might have so much other stuff on his mind with everything that's happening. Becoming um, hand and all that. Um, I, I don't think he knew what to do with it. Yeah, them. And
2: don't forget the brand situation in the back of his mind, too. Well,
0: and his kids would have been terribly upset. And if the dogs, well, the yeah. dogs were bringing them comfort, maybe he wouldn't have been willing to go
2: there. Mm-hmm. Well, and they were still small. You know, yeah. when they left Winterfell, they were still puppies. So,
1: And here's another hypothetical for you from Wire It, Wire It. Um, how do you think sort of how do you think, think things would have played out if Catelyn had been there? On one hand, she doesn't seem to like the direwolves that much. She's respectful of queenship and wants to match between her daughter and a future king. On the other hand, Cersei was attacking her daughters.
0: I think it would have gone down very differently because I think first of all, Catelyn would not have been out ranging the fields. She would have been home. She would have been talking to her daughter. She would have been navigating the politics. She would have already line. been navigating all of that. It might have still gone down wrong, but I, yeah. I I think she would have been far more aware of the situation and trying to defuse it.
3: I also she think would have had she, the story, I think, the, the real story.
0: And I also think she would have had her kids back, even if she didn't like the Dire Wolves, because it's her kid
2: yeah i think i think cat probably would have tried to navigate the politics ahead of time much better than ned did she would have seen the problem coming however when it comes down to threatening one of catlin's kids watch out yeah. so the scene in the throne room might have gone even worse if Catelyn <laughs> that.
1: oh for sure i've no uh, heard of that. that would have
3: been great to read
1: i oh, know yeah. right Okay, I think we have one last one about Lady's execution um, from Shirley Ann. Do you think Ned had no other choice than to execute Lady? Do you think Jamie would have done the same if he were in Ned's position?
0: Being in Ned's
2: position.
1: I'm not <laughs> trying to wrap my head. So wait, like, Joffrey has a dire wolf? Toman? Yeah, Lord. I can't... Who are we talking about?
2: <laughs> I can't hypothetical Jamie in Ned's position because Jamie just wouldn't end up in Ned's position. I don't know what else to say about that. But, um... <laughs> No, I don't think Ned did the right thing. I think it's very clear in the narrative that Ned didn't do the right thing. Um, Ned does the legal, lawful thing. He does I mean, the thing that he, he ought to do. What could he do?
1: Like I, I mean, Ned does the
2: Ned thing. Ned Ned does the Ned. It's just it's the same thing oh. as like when Ned like leaves the council. You know when Robert's trying to have Danny assassinated. Does he do anything to save Danny? No.
1: But I
0: mean, Um, his other option, I mean, like, Robert had made his decree. He or at least had basically said, you know what, when he left the room, Robert was done with this. So the other option would have been ill and pain.
2: Well, no, there's a third option, which is you release Lady or send her off with some of your men and say, oh, she ran off. Don't know what to do about it. So sorry. You know, I I mean, like. This is the difference between Ned and everyone else. There's the actual right thing and there's the lawful thing. And Ned's always yeah. going to do the lawful thing right. up until a point. You know, we'll hit that point. This is the thing. This is this is a preview of what Ned has to decide when he's in the black cells about saving Sansa's life. And obviously that's when he has his, you know, forgive right. the quote, come to Jesus moment and, yeah. um, you know, understands there's something more important than supposed honor and lawfulness. But
1: yeah, his, yeah, at no. this point, his brain doesn't even go there. You know, he doesn't think like that at all. Like I could just cut her free and let her run. Like
2: not even a thought. Yeah, Which is well, what Arya and, Aria
0: and jo- uh, Jory did. I mean, they had the
2: sense to do that. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you know, this is this is something I think a lot of people don't don't have conversations with themselves about with Ned's story you know a a part of Ned's story is the fact that he has ignored and allowed and um, at times been a party to the poor governance of Robert Mm -hmm. since Robert gained the throne he hasn't wanted to step up there's I always say there's an element of Hamlet to it wherein he he knows there's a problem but he doesn't want to deal with it he doesn't you know he's he's he knows the problem he knows what he probably ought to do he doesn't want to have to do it this is why he you know he doesn't want to be hand. He didn't want to have anything to do with ruling the seven kingdoms. And, you know, when he finally reluctantly gets involved, he still just doesn't have the decisiveness to be like, okay, the, the real root of the problem at this moment is Robert. And he just yeah. doesn't want to deal with that. Okay. So after
0: Ned kills, um, lady, he tells Jory to send the body back to Winterfell. And I do kind of love this because he's damned if Cersei, or as he is now calling her, um, the Lannister woman, um, is ever going to get the pelt. And for that, I have to applaud him. Um, Because I have a feeling Cersei would wear that thing like Cruella de (laughs) Ville.
1: She she would.
0: (laughs) You know, and then probably find, you know, like, send people out after the rest of them. I mean.
1: She'd probably invite, like, Sansa to come cuddle and then. Yeah, She would later realize what they were cuddled in.
0: <laughs> that, that totally is her. Um, and then, this is this is the part that makes it very hard for me to ever like Sandor. Um, Sandor returns and reveals that they caught Micah, and they've got his corpse, which Ned describes is cut almost in half from shoulder to waist by some terrible blow struck from above. And this is um, the part I'm going to read, the last part of the chapter. You rode him down, Ned said. The hound's eyes seemed to glitter through the steel of that hideous dog's head helm. He ran. He looked at Ned's face and laughed, but not very fast.
1: Yeah, I'm like, remind me again why we like the hound? Is there any reason? (laughs)
3: Because he enjoyed this.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I have sympathy when he
0: tells his story, although not that he tells it to a 13-year-old child, but... Because God knows he went through some shit. But this, I can't. I mean, this poor kid. Yeah. My God, this, he's just like a preteen teenager. He's a butcher's he's boy. In.
1: Yeah, he's probably like, what,
0: 12, I'm guessing? And,
1: and he had and like the, the, the misfortune.
0: of it. Just, uh, and yeah. For what? Okay, I get it. Supposedly it's a crime to strike the, the prince and all yeah. that. But for this, this is what they do to you. I can't. It's
1: kinda like a big flag of what's to come, you know. I think it's this moment of what you're really in for with these characters and this where the story is going.
2: hmm Well, and this is what this is what gets Sander put on Arya's list. Um, you know, so I mean there's there's an ongoing thread from here. But yeah, you know, Sander is uh brutal and um this is this is this is definitely a hard thing to digest, and I think I don't know if it's Ned's chapter later, but when they give Micah's body to his dad, he thinks it's a pig. Yeah. Later on, I mean, yeah. like that's how butchered he is. Like, I'm
1: gonna cry. It's terrible. This is
2: horrible. I, I. Well, and this is George peppering in. Okay, you're you're seeing. I'm focusing on the problems of the nobility here. But quietly, behind everything else, guess who's really suffering? And it's the small folk at every turn. Far more. Far more. Anytime there's a war between the noble houses, we focus on the suffering of the people in the noble houses. And what we don't realize is how much worse it is for everyone below them.
0: Uh, Yeah. Do we have any other mail?
1: Yeah, we have a little bit. Um, so Shirley Ann writes, Ned seems to have a great deal of contempt for Cersei from the very beginning of A Game of Thrones. What do you think caused this I'm-so-honorable-I-practically-float Lord Eddard Stark to be so dismissive and borderline rude to his queen? Was it only because of Tywin and Jaime's actions during Robert's Rebellion, or could it have been something else? I had this feeling, too. Like, he is venomously, like, disliking her. I mean, unless there were things going on in that four days that... I could see that being a thing like
2: quips of the things she may have been saying. It's calm just commented on him calling her the Lannister woman. I think he's actually called her that before this point. I they had some sort of run-in the last time that they saw each other, you can tell. I don't yeah. know. It must have been it must have been when they were dealing with the Ironborn rebellion. I'm not really sure. But he saw Cersei and Robert last when Tommen was a baby and he had like a bad taste in his mouth about her then. I mean I'm sure her being a Lannister and Tywin's daughter and yeah, Jamie's sister doesn't help.
0: help.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. Well,
0: I mean, at one point I think much earlier in one of his earlier chapters, he makes the comment or thinks that he would rather give a child when they're talking about what to do with um Robin Aaron, he makes the he has the thought that he'd rather give a child to a pit adder than Tywin. And and that is a very Ned like kind of thought and i mean the fact that he calls her the lannister woman i mean people when you do that you're sort of distancing yourself it's not cersei she's the lannister woman you know
1: yeah and whereas like he has such like a i guess like i said a venomous attitude towards cersei he's almost like way overly apologetic for robert Reading this chapter, like he's just yeah, everything is like he could tell that he didn't want to say this or that he didn't want to do this, and then he'd look at Cersei and like that's where it's really coming from. Like he's just, ugh. like I didn't like it. I didn't like it.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I have a different read than everybody who thinks that Robert handled this well. He has a couple of moments where he kind of tries to do the right thing, but. I mean, it's very obvious. Well, why, are, why are we even treating this like some sort of high court that the king yeah. should be involved in? I mean, these are two kids who had a fight. Joffrey's injuries clearly are not that bad. I can see – I can definitely see them wanting to put Nymeria down. I mean, that's pretty analogous to our world. A lot of times, you know, a dog who bites a kid gets put okay. down. Yeah. Um, but everything else is just absolutely absurd. The fact that Robert even allows this to go on yeah. and, you know, allows Cersei to insist on some sort of audience where they try to punish Arya for this is just stupid and embarrassing. And he should never be part of it. Um, yeah, but he just and again, he doesn't want to have Carol, to deal with her. Yeah, he's just constantly Robert is constantly taking the road of least resistance with Cersei. You can tell.
1: Yeah, She's worn him down. <laughs> Uh anything else? Um we have one more. It's uh let's see. Um this one is from Tumblr. It's anonymous. Um, Listening to the discussion in Edit 2 about Robert's possible AU timelines, I found myself kind of bothered in the same way I am when I see Cersei Stans insist that if she just married Rhaegar or Oberyn, she'd have some happy, contented life. I actually think part of Lyanna's story's purpose is to drive home that... He was never going to be a good husband or father. Lyanna knew it, and GRM makes sure to tell us that Robert had no I- real idea of who she was. Robert's vision of Liana and his marriage to her was as much of a fantasy as Cersei's dreams of being married to Rhaegar. Rhaegar would never have loved Cersei, which would have driven her to rage, just as Robert not loving her did. Lyanna would never have been the pliable, obedient wife he expected, and he'd found he'd have found another fantasy to fixate on. Also, yes, Gendry is great, but so are Tomin and Marcella, and it's not like their personalities made him less of a neglect- uh, neglectful father.
2: I don't disagree with any of that. <laughs> I wasn't on that episode. You guys did I- I- AU timelines for... <laughs> I-,
0: I mean, I've read some really good fanfic about stuff like this, and it's stuff I like to personally explore, but... <sighs> I don't really I mean it sounds like Liana really wasn't I mean, I think it's questionable even with what the show did, if if that's accurate with what she felt for Rhaegar and what her choices were. But I don't think she loved Robert the way he loved or idealized her, no, he she loved her. no, she clearly didn't she clearly didn't love and Robert. And I don't see a Cersei Rhaegar marriage being any I mean, it might have been Better in certain ways, but still worse no. than others.
1: I, I it would mean, have like been horrible, because he would well, have cheated like, on her, and then I don't. He, yeah. No. Okay,
0: let me rephrase. Like maybe he <laughs> like, like it sounds like Robert physically abused Cersei, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe Rhaegar wouldn't have done that, but I don't think it would have been. I think it would have just been bad in other ways. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I think we would have had a war just a lot sooner.
2: Yeah. Yeah. As as much as I. Hate to think about Liana falling under Rhaegar's spell or whatever happened there. Um, Yeah, she clearly wouldn't have been happy with Robert either. I mean, uh, even Ned pretty much implies that himself, and he loves Robert.
1: Clearly. That's the true union, really. Like, they would have been. (laughs) Ned, Bert. Yeah, you keep going with that. Um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's a thing, it's happening. (laughs) <laughs> sorry
0: um all right well thank you we love receiving mail and we invite you to send us some um, we want to remind everyone that we are recording episodes way ahead of time so if you haven't heard your message it's probably because well we'll get to it soon um you can send your messages to close the door and at gmail.com or you can send us questions on tumblr at close the door and come here on tumblr.com We are also on Twitter at door podcast, and you can also ask questions on the Jamie and Brienne subreddit. Um, We want to make a big thank you to our Patreons who help us with our hosting fees. You can find us there at www.patreon.com slash close the door. And please review us wherever you are listening to this podcast. I'm closing the door. Get out. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.